Untitled Beatles podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm against the notion of burning man. I think it's regressive, and I think it's slightly misogynistic. Let's burn a woman. <laughs> it's a great McCartney song. Burn a woman who loves her man. No, we don't do that. <laughs> My love don't give me presents. <laughs> I always have that joke. My love don't give me presents. The album by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> it's a great one. <laughs> What's on presence? Is presence Achilles' last stand? Right, that's right. Good song. What's the one that they did that was after In Through the Outdoor? Didn't they have one last one? That Coda. Was, Coda was the odds and sods yeah. for you Who fans. Yeah. Yeah, with wearing and tearing and yeah, all that on it. I want to say I'm gonna crawl is on that too, right? Anyway, I like Zeppelin. We never talk about that. I mean, we kind of do. I love Zeppelin. Uh, what's tricky is my favorite Zeppelin album, I think, is The Stereotype, and it's in through the outdoor. Oh, that's a weird one. That's your favorite. Yeah. With all the synths on it. That's yeah. when they discovered, like, heavy synths. Not into the outdoor. Wait a minute. Wait a second. House it's either of the house, Holy. Yeah, it's House of the Holy. Not into the... Into the outdoor is uh, all of my love. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's sort of like, all right, guys. <laughs> Good song though. Good song though. Yeah, it's it's an okay song. Well, welcome to the Untitled Beatles podcast. Once again, I'm Tony Mendoza. Get it? Why do I have to say this every week? Uh, peace and love, peace and love. And filling in for TJ Shanoff, I am TJ Shanoff. <laughs> and I'll be with you today with Tony picking up the slack TJ left because he's not on slack. Well, today we thought we would talk about the album 347 EST by the band Clateau, or as some people say, Clateau. What do you say? I say Clateau. Uh, but we might as well call it what it was, a Beatles album. And right. there's like weird, the kind of science deniers among us have been like, Clateau's not a Beatles album. Yes, it is. The clues have been obvious since the beginning. The biggest clue, it's on the orange capital label that every Beatle album was reissued on. That's like the most obvious, yes, this is the Beatles, right? It's totally the Beatles. A lot of people get around it by calling them the Canadian Beatles. They claim they were from Canada. But if you listen to this record, note for note, it's obviously the Fab Four. There's no getting around it. Well, and what offends me is Canadian Beatles is a great song by the band. <laughs> Canadian Beatles, Gypsy Tailwind, The yeah. Call My Home, Liverpool. Acadian Driftwood, Gypsy well, the album is called 347 EST. It was released August 11th of 1976. Now, curiously, TJ, there are no photos, no credits, no bios, all songs written and published by Clateau. And for the sake of argument, I'm going to say Clateau. And I'll say Clateau. Great. I love it. I, but the last thing I want to do is plateau too early. Many the grand old face of the plateau. Well, here's another curious thing, too, is that plateau 
is the alien from The Day the Earth Stood Still. And if you look at Ringo's Goodnight Vienna cover, Ringo is actually in the place where Clatu would be. It's as if Ringo was saying, hey, I'm going to start this other band called Clatu, and it's going to have my other three pals in it, John, George, and Paul. Well, and if you want to complete that conspiracy, Tony, in the very first song, Calling Occupants, parentheses of interplanetary craft, uh, the Beatles call back to the, you know it's them at the beginning. Why the discussion with their own sample from the World Wildlife Foundation version of Across the Universe? They use the birds chirping, then they get into it with the Mellotron. In your mind, you have capacities you know is obviously Goodnight Vienna era Ringo Starr influenced. One of the reasons they don't have the songwriting credits is Ringo wrote a lot of the lyrics on this record. Yeah, he wrote, I think, 90% of the lyrics. And, you know, the Carpenters covered this song just like they covered Ticket to Ride. You think I'm gonna be sad I think it's today Driving me mad is going away. He's got a ticket to ride. He's got a ticket to ride. He's got a ticket to ride, and he don't care. So that's proof as well that it, this is the Beatles, is that the Carpenters covered it. Well, the Carpenters covered two of the best Beatles songs from two different decades. How often does that happen? Ticket to Ride, one of the best Beatles songs of the 60s. Calling Occupants, parentheses of interplanetary crafts, arguably the best Beatles song of the 70s. Yeah. The one issue I take with the songs, it's not long enough. I feel like the song, uh, the the influence then of Hey Jude, uh, almost eight years, nine years later, was still really strong. They should have gone another 15 to 22 minutes on this one. Yeah. I mean, this is their 70s A Day in the Life. And clocking in at seven minutes and eight seconds, it's actually a minute and 33 seconds better than A Day in the Life. No question. If if you tack a piano chord, it might be the best song ever written. That's the one thing they weren't able to do. Um, uh, one of the other things that I love about this Beatles song is, you know, Paul tried medleys on Red Rose Speedway. You know, Little Lamb Dragonfly, um, Hold Me Tight, Lazy Dynamite, all that stuff. Uh, this is a medley song, and it's better than anything on Red Rose Speedway. And I think Calling Occupants, parentheses of Interplanetary Craft, at least on most serious Beatle fan lists, is comparable to or better than the Abbey Road medley. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 arguable. Some people you can like the Abbey Road thing, but this one it's fine. at least gives it a a run for its money. That's for sure. Yeah, and then California Jam. This is you know how many songs are on this record? This Beatles record. They call it Clatu, but it's really the Beatles. Um, there's like seven or eight songs. The second song, California Jam. Man, I mean you can totally tell this is the Beatles because it's got that kind of a get back beat. You know, I mean. 
they're picking up where they left off, right? They broke up, get back. Now they're coming back to it. This is probably the first song they recorded, you know? There's the canned applause, just like on Sgt. Pepper. It's a Pepper callback. Total Pepper callback. And then it ends. How does the song end? They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's another clue. Here's another clue for you all. We're going to end the song with yeah, yeah, yeah. This the first two songs are basically like Glass Onion Part Two, yeah. In terms of telling the Beatles story through a different lens, maybe with different performers, but still the Beatles calling themselves Clatoo, which takes Sgt. Pepper to a whole different thing. Yeah. Well, California Jam. It's also reminiscent of that other Beatles song, California Girls. You know, which was a hit in '65, I think. So. Well, and that's when Brian Wilson briefly stepped into the Beatles and. That's never talked about, too, because you've got George Harrison on while Margaret Char Gently Weeps. You've got Billy Preston on a lot of the Let It Be stuff. Don't Let Me Down, Let It Be, Get Back. You've got Bernard Prudy playing drums on Rain. You've got um, yeah. young Bonnie Raitt and old John Raitt, the star of Oklahoma, singing Act Naturally as a duet. I remember that. Yeah, it was great. And at the time, they don't get credit because, you know, the Beatles, like all British people, didn't give a fuck. And that was kind of the ethos. It's that 60s <laughs> kind of, you know, rubber soul. It's it's that kind of Beatles ethos. Rubber soul. Hey, hey. Yeah, California Jam is serious power pop. It's almost as if California Jam is like, hey, cheap trick. Sit the fuck down and listen to what we're doing. Then Cheap Trick returned the favor by recording with John Lennon, to which Yoko Ono so bravely said, I've never heard of this band. Let's not use this take. Now, the next song is obviously a Ringoism, you know, like Tomorrow Never Knows, Hard Day's Night, uh, Anus of Uranus. Very much a Ringo-ism, you know, and like John, obviously John liked this too, always trying to challenge the audience. You can hear Magic Alex has contributed some electronics on this record. Yeah, George is playing. You can totally tell how influenced he was with those creamy leads, you know, by guitarists of that era, whom I am not naming. You know, I was in Amsterdam and actually got some creamy leads because it's legal there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, still paying for it. And by that, I mean, I can't get the rash to go away. But I agree. Anus of Uranus is also topical in that oh! the Beatles were known <laughs> to rip off Boz Skaggs and the Lido shuffle <laughs> nature of this song really makes it feel it's almost like, you know, there was the boss and there was the Boz and there's Brian Bosworth 
and there's Roz from Night Court. I'm a bailiff, and I do a damn good job. And <laughs> having, you know, the, I'll put it this way. I know Paul was disappointed. True story here. Paul was disappointed when Medicine Jar from that same summer's Wings at the Speed of Sound didn't become a hit. Paul famously said to Wings and said to Capitol, I'm not releasing silly love songs. Medicine Jar is the hit from this record. Mm. The label said, you want it to be a hit, you don't sing it, you let Jimmy McCullough sing it. So I really feel like <laughs> this song feels like Paul finally getting back at Jimmy McCullough, who was starting to really take charge of Wings and do his own Medicine Jar under the Beatles moniker, under the Clateau moniker. Another Paul masterpiece from the 70s, Sub Rosa Subway. You know, it has those Penny Lane horns, Good Day Sunshine harmonies, and it repeats itself too much, just like Hey Jude. Just like Hey Jude. And just like Hey Jude Live, uh, the Clateau, Paul and Clateau is constantly telling the people down the middle and just the women and just the men to sing at certain times. <laughs> um, the ability for Paul to elevate Penny Lane and write a song about the first New York City subway, um, this is... Wow. It's almost part Penny Lane and part another Beatles song, New York Mining Disaster. Oh, I yes, that's good. The the Bee Gees had a hit with that, but it was the Beatles who perfected it. Yeah, the first the, the Beatles really, and that's on a lot of early pressings of the Beatles. Hey Jude, also called the Beatles again. If you can find a, a legit copy of it, not some bootleg copy. But yeah, it's uh, the first ever New York City subway. And to sing about Bromsey and tunes, who's, uh, if I were to say to you, who's John Lennon's number one inspiration? You might look back and go, Elvis. I might look back at you and say, fuck you, it's Brahms. And here the Beatles repeat the phrase to Bromsey and tunes, excuse me, Clateau masquerading as the Beatles masquerading as Clateau because they're both on Orange Capital labels. They sing the phrase to Bromsey and Tunes roughly 500 times, and each time it's, it's getting better all the time. Couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have said it better. The next song, True Life Hero, obviously this is new phase Beatles, right? I mean, well, newer phase, newest phase Beatles. It's Clateau. Clateau, I like to say. And obviously, so this came out in 76, so obviously the Beatles have been inspired by all these great 70s artists, and they're putting that sound into the new Beatle music. So it's like the Beatles meets ZZ Top and Blue Oyster Cult, but it's Clateau. What I love about this is the Beatles were so inspired by another capital act, their label mates, for the Beatles to have the guts as good as they were to record under the moniker Clateau and write a third-rate Steve Miller Band album track like this. This is one of those songs you hear on classic rock radio 
in like Appleton on 1057 The Apple, WAPL. Everybody's turning on 1057 WAPL, Wisconsin's rock station. Oh, yeah. They only play 90s rock you kind of never heard of and 70s and 80s rock that sounds familiar, but what the fuck is it? On 1057 <laughs> The Apple, you don't hear Tiny Dancer. They don't fuck with just the way you are. You know what they play? They play True Life Hero. They play the B-side of Don't Fear the Reaper, which is called Reaper parentheses version, and they don't fuck around. So, yeah, True Life Hero, Steve Miller, guess who he recorded for? Capital. Guess what the Fly Like an Evil label color was? Fly Like an Evil, by the way, is what it was called in some parts of Europe. Fly Like an Evil was on the orange Capital label. Proof positive, Clateau's the Beatles. Beatles are Clateau. Now, the only exception is this next song, Dr. Marvello. Um, this song is actually the Kinks. Yeah, this one's just a Kinks tune. Yeah, I mean, this could have been the B-side to Phenomenal Cat. And really, it should have been. Yeah, I mean, this one was actually rejected from Muswell Hillbillies because they said it wasn't as depressing as alcohol. <laughs> Sad memories I can't recall. That is a that is a sad song. A, they did that one live a lot. Well, I said goodbye to Rosie Rook this morning. I'm gonna miss her bloodshot alcoholic eyes. The other thing about Dr. Marvello, uh, they sing of a sentimental journey, which is a tribute to arguably Ringo's best or second best album after Bad Boy. Um, it's got the gate of baby I'm a rich man There's a sitar And bonus points Dr. Marvello I think was also used In the musical Pippin Nice try, Kinks, with Dr. Marvello, but you're definitely no Beatles as Clatoo. Yeah, plus by then the Kinks had moved to Arista, so what are they doing on the Orange Capital label? It looks stupid. They were not having a rock and roll fantasy here, Tony. And that's why they weren't credited. So just like Eric Clapton, not credited on While My Guitar Gently Weeps. But credited for being a fuckstick for thinking that <laughs> wearing a mask is a bad idea. I'm such a Sir Bodworth Ruffles. Ruffles beat. This is one of those quirky kind of George Harrison dance hall songs. And it's actually about the eccentric man who owned the tool shed in Friar Park. Well, do you get the itching to track about the latitude you do? Well, likely you're a chip off old Sir Ruffles beat. 
was quite a sporting song Behind this cup of tea he's not our wager on the line Ten thousand pounds and five I'm the only man who'll ever get to hell and come back alive There's also kind of a Maxwell Silver Hammer feel going on and I heard George actually made them do 347 takes of this song. Yes, three times. So it was roughly <laughs> 9,000 uh, takes of this. Uh, more trivia, later in the 80s, this song became the Fraggle Rock theme song. But first, this was pitched as the theme, true story here, this was pitched as a theme song to a failed John Ritter pilot from 77 called Cocaine Face, where John Ritter... <laughs> had a bleeding problem from his nose. Everybody assumed it was from the cocaine he did. It wasn't. He had allergies and he picked at him a lot. The show was renamed Three's Company and inspired by the British series Man About the House. <laughs> you know, I saw a John Ritter vehicle at the, at the drive-in. The first movie I ever saw at the drive-in was a John Ritter movie where he was a uh, superhero. It is called... Hero at Large. It was Hero at Large and Lady and the Tramp were the two, or that was the double feature at the drive-in in 1980. Yeah, it's, um, I saw a John Ritter vehicle once too, and I was like, oh, fuck, John Ritter's a car now. The album Closer is an eight-minute masterpiece. Clearly, this is a, this is a, a Lennon, McCartney, Harrison, Starkey. This is like flying but taken to levels above and beyond anything you've ever heard. It's called Little Neutrino. I argue this is Large Neutrino. This song reminds me a bit of Flying Meets What Goes On. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does pick up tempo. I mean, the working title was Revolution 10. Yeah. That's Ringo on the vocoder. His voice sounds so, you know, space-like and Clatoo-like. Uh, yeah. it's That's one thing I'll give Ringo on this. To be reunited with the Beatles in secret and to go under the name Clateau and also Clatoo. For Ringo to be able to deliver a performance like this in the middle of a serious addiction to alcohol where he made albums he can't remember is really impressive. It might be his most impressive feat to date. Yeah, that or Shining Time Station or the cover <laughs> of Don't Be Cruel on the Curly Sue soundtrack. <laughs> also, it ends with an explosion, just like John Lennon, remember. If you're going to look at post-Plastic Ono Band albums that sound like Plastic Ono Band, 347's got to be on the list, right? I think so. First of all, you know, John's favorite number was nine, and then George 
always put his favorite song as the seventh song. Three, four, seven, Eastern time is Ringo's favorite time of day. Well, and what's so crazy about that is after he met Barbara Bach, 247 Central was a magical time for them. It's the first time they were able together to watch the One Family Feud where George Martin was <laughs> basically canoodling with Richard fucking Dawson. Yeah, that's a hard bootleg to find, but it's out there. I think you can find it. Um, you got to go on eBay or probably the dark web to find it, but you can find it. That's what's so crazy. You would have thought that in, in 1986, there would have been a deluxe 10-year edition of this. And in fact, that year when John Lennon's Live in New York City was finally released, you know, the debate that year was, what's the more relevant album? Is it Live in New York City, Press, or Clateau 347 from 10 years ago? I think the, the answer is Clateau. This album has never been reissued. It is one of the capital oversights. It only exists in the Orange Capital. You find me a deluxe 180 gram box set of this. I will. I, I mean, this is extreme. I'll sell my kid. I will sell my kid on the black market. I'll, I'll box him to Russia. I want the deluxe issue of this. <laughs> well, yeah, clearly it's the Beatles. Um if what we've said hasn't proven it to you yet, let me just run down a couple more things. Beatles and Klaatu have the same number of vowels and consonants. Mm. Also, in the, on the album cover art, there are seven sprouts at the very bottom of the album cover, and there are seven letters in Beatles. So, obviously, this means that the roots of Klaatu are the Beatles. Well, and... Plateau wrote the score to Alex Haley's miniseries Roots, which was controversial at the time. I remember that too, yeah. And then somebody at a Florida university did a voice print of Sub Rosa Subway and determined that it was 100% Paul McCartney. And that's a great school. I mean, I, I was waitlisted in that school. They're like, oh, you wait too much. You can't go here. Well, it said a Florida university. It didn't specify which one. Yeah, University of Florida, right? A Florida yeah. University? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of, of, of a Florida A&M. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to a Florida A&W on the Wisconsin border right there by the <laughs> Mars Cheese Castle? I have. In fact, I, yeah, I was, I was by it just not long ago, and that's been there forever. I remember that being there. I went to a record show in Milwaukee one time in the early 90s, and I, that's where I ate. You and I have been to record shows together at some point. You looked at me, you're like, who's that preppy kid who just won't leave the Beatles section alone? <laughs> yeah, that does make me wonder. There had to have been some crossover on that because I went to those and they were just one day every month, right? They didn't do two days or whatever. Yeah. It was usually a Saturday or a Sunday. I always forget, but. You and I have at least been to Hillside together, maybe even in, in, in spirit. We've been to Hillside together. Definitely. Uh, we've also watched a couple of Hill Street Blues together, and we just laugh about <laughs> the 80s. Um, but yeah, the, the, the other thing I would say about Clateau and Clateau and why you never heard about the Beatles getting back together after this is, for a lot of people listening who are younger than us, the 60s belonged to the Beatles and Engelbert Humperdinck. The 70s belonged to the Bay City Rollers and to Clateau slash Clateau. The influence was massive. One could argue that MTV helped keep the Beatles from doing what they wanted to do again. Because you can't go to Nebworth and say, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous Clateau. Uh, the merchandising deals for this 
so many people made money. Uh, they had plateau trucks for kids. They had plateau clippers where you could uh, clip your toes in the shape of the Sub Rosa subway. Yeah. And for aspiring ballerinas, they also had clad tutus. <laughs> they did have clad tutus. They had, yeah. remember the beautiful mashup of Clateau for T, T for two? Remember that one? And of course, their biggest, the Fraggle Rock song, uh, Old Miss Mufflesby, uh, had her own spinoff and briefly was a character on the Smucker's Jam label. And then Al Roker was like, fuck that. I want to give this jelly to people who live to be over 100 years old. And uh, uh, Willard Scott's like, fuck you, Al Roker. I'm not done yet. I'm not ready to retire. And Al Roker's like, your time is done. I'm taking over. And Wilford Brimley, uh, Wilford Brimley is like, I'm just going to sell oatmeal. So you have Willard Scott, Wilford Brimley, and Al Roker in this big fucking mess. And you know what finally got them back down? True life hero. Because all three were inspired by a lifeguard. Well, yeah, so, I mean, where do you put 347 in Beatle album lore? I mean, is it a, do you put it above Tony Sheridan and the Beat Brothers? Do you put it above the Golden Beatles CD that features a random Jewish parody song called Oi Gewalt to the tune of Ubla Dia Bla Da? Where do you put this? I, I put it between real music and love songs chronologically. Yeah, well, that's the right place to put it. Great. I'm so glad we finally got to talk Clateau slash Clateau. I know. People have been wanting us to talk about this, so we finally did it. Uh, we, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we, we also hope you learned something, and maybe we made you think. Well, and Tony, you'll never hear the oldie drag in the line again without thinking of the shuffle of anus of Uranus. Because some people like dragging the line, some people like dragging the bone. Shandog hears into anus of your anus. <laughs> Well, TJ, I hope you enjoy the rest of your April 1st. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. Yeah, it's it's Clatu. And sorry, I just started to throw up my mouth a little bit. Let's, we'll, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> or will we?